0: guys, welcome back to Becoming Better Podcast. This is your host, Hope Moquin, and I am so thankful, as always, that you chose to tune in to today's episode. Whenever I am going to start recording these, like I feel like I'm talking to my besties. I feel like you guys are my friends, and I just want to get on here and share about all of these different things going on in my life, and I want to know about your life. And I just feel like we're hanging out, and you guys are my BFFs. And so, hi, I'm so glad that you're here. If this is your first time ever listening, then you're probably like, what is this girl even saying? Okay, go and listen to the other ones. You'll understand. Like I like to talk to you guys like we are friends. Like You know my life and hopefully set you up in a position where you feel comfortable to be vulnerable and transparent with the people in your circle. And so yeah, if this is your first time, hi. If you don't like it, you never have to listen again. But I just tell people all the time, listen to it once and if you hate it, then I'm sorry, there's probably a better podcast for you. And then if you like it, I'll see you back here next week too. And so I'm so thankful that you... You are here. You guys, I did it again. I had an idea of what I wanted to talk about this week. And then as I was preparing, if you will, for today's episode, I was praying and I was thinking um, and I just felt God really shift the topic of what we were going to talk about. And so you saw the title of the key to living the life you were created to live what does that mean? What is that key? What's going on? We are going to chat all about it because I believe that today's episode is specifically for you. Wherever you're at, whatever you're going through, whatever human emotion you might have been dealing with this past week, I believe that God wants to speak to you today, that he wants to show you something today, that he wants to create something in your heart today. And if you are going to be in a position to allow him to do so, you will be amazed at what the power of God can do in your life. If you're driving, you already know you better not close your eyes while you're driving. But if you're sitting down somewhere or you're in an your office or something like that, close your eyes. Let's pray. God, first and foremost, just thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for the opportunity for us to live another day. Thank you that you have saved us. Thank you that you have given us the gift of your salvation. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to get to know you, that you invite us into a relationship with you, that you invite us into communion with you. God, in this time today, for every single person who is listening under the sound of my voice, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will fill them with your love, that you'd fill them with your spirit, God, that in this moment that they would feel a touch from you, that they would feel a comfort from you, that they would feel the peace that surpasses all understanding. God, I pray in this time together, God, that you would just reveal yourself to those who are listening in a way where maybe you haven't before. God, I pray that you would shift their focus onto the things that matter, which is you, which is your kingdom. God, I pray that In this time that it would be seeds that are planted, God, they will take with them for the rest of their lives that will continue to grow and grow and grow all for the purpose of knowing you more and all for the purpose of bringing more people to your kingdom. God, thank you for this life. Thank you for this opportunity. I pray favor and blessing over every single person who is listening to this episode today. And it's in your precious name we pray. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter two, verse four through five. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. We speak as people approved by God. This is such a powerful statement from Paul when he was writing this. First of all, a man who was known for violence and blasphemy, now he's talking about the goodness of God and how he knew Christ personally. If that doesn't scream redemption, I don't know what does. Paul is telling us in the scripture that he has a clear conscience before God, not because he hasn't sinned and not because he's never fallen short, not because he's never doubted God, not because of any of these things, but because Jesus Christ washed him and cleansed him and brought him into entirely new relationship with him. Second Corinthians five seventeen: If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things pass away. All things become new. And God has given him a clear conscience to start new, to start fresh. All for the goodness of his purpose. So when Paul says we are not trying to please men, but we're trying to please God, he is not trying to please God in order to be approved. He is trying to please God because he has already been approved. I feel like we could talk on that statement for the rest of this episode, but we're not. But do you understand that? Paul is not trying to please God in order to gain approval from God. He is trying to live a life up to the standard that God requires of us because he has already been approved and because he knows the significance of that. He knows the beauty in that. So he's not trying to do these things to gain approval from God and trying to live a life so he makes God like him better, so he makes God love him more. No, he's trying to do this because God has already approved of his life. God has already called him son. God has already called him his child. He has already given the purpose. Purpose to him, And so therefore, he's trying to please God because of his approval. He is not trying to gain approval. And that goes for you, too. You don't have to do all of these right things. You don't have to strive to be this perfect person because you want to gain approval from God. I don't know who's listening. God approves of you just as you are. He made you. He put breath in you. He gave life to you. You are approved by God. You are washed in the blood of Jesus. That sounds really christian to people who are just coming to this, but it is what your Bible says. You are approved by the one who made you. You can live for an audience of one, which is Jesus, which is God, because he has approved of your life right where you're at. But before we move forward, and some of you guys take this and twist it, let me just tell you, God does not approve of the sin that you might be living in. Big difference between God approving of you as his child and then God approving and dismissing the sin that you might be living in god hates sin he doesn't approve of sinful lifestyles but he approves of you as his daughter as his son as his child he loves you and he's proud of you and you will have nothing to prove to anybody ever because he's already approved of you maybe not of your sin no no maybe he doesn't approve of your sin he approves of you and we'll get into this later on in the episode Listen, if you have struggled with reading your Bible today or maybe this past week, don't worry because I'm about to read a lot of scripture and we're going to we're going to make up for that. All right. And so listen with me. This is James chapter three. It's in the message version because it just gives a clear understanding of what the scripture is trying to say. And I'm i about to read a lot to you, but you better not fast forward through this because this is the word of God. Well, this is a paraphrased version of the word of God, but I want you to listen because it's so convicting and it's so important. And it's going to give a lot of insight into what we're going to continue to be talking about today. Starting in verse three, a bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. A small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain sets a course in a face of the strongest winds. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. It only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. A careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony to chaos, throw mud on a reputation, set the whole world up in smoke, and go up and smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. This is scary. You can tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. The tongue runs wild, a wanted killer. With our tongues, we bless God, our Father. And with the same tongues, we curse the very man and the woman that he made in his image. Curses and blessings out of the same mouth. My friends, this can't go on. A spring doesn't gush fresh water one day and brackish the next, does it? Apple trees, they don't bear strawberries, do they? Raspberry bushes don't bear apples, do they? You're not going to dip into a polluted mud hole and get a cup of clear, cool water, are you? (laughs) Okay, that's talking about our speech and the power of our words, which is huge. And so remember that, put it in your back pocket. The next little section, it's verse 13 and it's titled, Live Well, Live Wisely. Verse 13, do you want to be counted wise to build a reputation for wisdom? Here's what you do. Live well, live wisely, live humbly. (laughs) Don't you love that? Do you want to live wise? Here is what you do: um, live wisely. Okay, thank you. It's the way you live, not the way you talk. And so, I know we can read that, and it can be very contradicting to what we just read. With like, oh, there is so much power in the words, but then this is saying it doesn't matter how you talk; it matters how you live. All this is going to intertwine together. Just wait. Mean spirited ambition isn't wisdom. Boasting that you are wise. Isn't wisdom. Twisting the truth to make yourself sound wise isn't wisdom. It's the furthest thing from wisdom. It's animal cunning, devilish plotting. <laughs> Whenever you're trying to look better than others or get the better of others, things fall apart and everyone ends up at each other's throats. Real wisdom, God's wisdom, begins with a holy life and is characterized by getting along with others. It is gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings, not hot one day and cold the next, not two-faced. You can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoys its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity, and honor. All right, I know that was a lot of scripture, but let's talk about it. The key to living a life that you were created to live. First and foremost, we talked about it in a few episodes, we know this. It starts with prioritizing God daily, making that an effort. Making that a priority. And I hope that if you're listening to this, you're taking those words to heart and you're putting action with it. I'm not just hearing that, oh, I need to spend time with God and I need to make him a priority. But no, you are making that into your schedule. You are prioritizing that because I don't care what you do. I don't care how talented you are. I don't care how many people you know. If you're not keeping God at the center of your life and you're not making it a priority to pray and seek him, whatever you're trying to do, it's not going to succeed in a way that's going to actually be impactful to people. In an eternal perspective, it's not gonna succeed in the way that it would if you would prioritize God and keep him at the center. I just talked about that to our youth students that I got to preach to this past Wednesday. Whatever you create with your hands, you gotta maintain with your hands. And I don't know about you, but I'm sloppy, I'm flawed. I'm a procrastinator. I'm all these things, and I don't want to have to maintain something with my hands. I want to wait on God to receive the promises from Him. I want to wait on God with my heart in alignment with His will so I can be on the same path as Him, holding His hand and not my own, holding His hand and not the things that I've held on so tightly. I want to receive the promises of God and the time frame of God because He knows what is right. He knows when it's time. And the right time. It's not rushed. It's never late. But it's always on time. God is never late. God is never early. But He is always right on time for your life. And the key to living a life that you were created to live is obviously, first and foremost... Keeping God at the center, prioritizing communion with Him. It's the only way you're ever going to be filled up. It's the only way you're going to be able to live this life the way that you were intended to. And then secondly, after you're prioritizing that and after you're building that relationship with Him, naturally, whatever you prioritize and whoever you're spending the most time with is going to be what you reflect. And so if you are spending your time with God and you are dedicating your time to read the Word of God, naturally, you're going to start reflecting that in your life. And things are going to change. People are going to notice a change in you. And you may not even be able to say what's going on. You just know that you're being changed by the Holy Spirit. And that's a beautiful thing. And the more that you're reading it, the more that you're letting it minister to your heart, you are going to have a greater understanding of what we talked about, how you are approved by the God who made you. That you're not living this life, you're not doing these things to try to gain approval, but you are doing it because you are already approved. The approval of God is not earned, but it's a choice to receive it because it's there. It doesn't come to you on a basis of merit, but on a basis of mercy. A life of ministry doesn't come from the attempt to win the approval of God, but it flows from the joy of knowing that you already received the approval from God. And that's a beautiful thing. And I believe what I'm about to tell you is going to set some people free from things that they have been in bondage with for too long. The literal anthem of my life and the thing that has kept me from not going insane, honestly, and the thing that has kept me from not losing my crap on people when they're acting up, the thing that has kept me in right standing with God— And the thing that has given me the ability to be able to brush off comments from people or brush off when things don't go the way that I thought or to be able to brush off just things not of God is the understanding of I have nothing to prove to anybody. I don't have to convince anybody that my motives are pure. I don't have to explain myself to anybody. Why? Because I am approved by the God who made me. And that's enough. You who are listening, you don't have to explain yourself to anybody anymore. You don't have to convince people that your motives are pure when you are in right standing with God. When you know that your life is in alignment with the Word of God, when you know that God is the center of your life and you're prioritizing that dedicated time with Him, you never are going to feel the need to convince somebody That your motives are pure you are set free from ever having to convince somebody that your motives are pure You are set free from having to over explain yourself because you know That you are in right standing with our heavenly father who is already approved of you A big thing that I think girls struggle with maybe a little bit more than guys is That deep feeling of always feeling like we have to apologize or that we have to give this long explanation to whatever the case is. Like when I'm at the grocery store, I still do this and it literally, I get so mad at myself and then I have to like, Remind myself to be nicer to myself because that's another thing that girls need to do. You need to be a little bit nicer to yourself. Stop calling yourself ugly. Stop calling yourself stupid. Stop saying these negative things about you because what you're hearing is going to be what you're believing. And so be a little kinder to yourself. Start saying, I'm beautiful. I'm successful. I'm kind. All of these things. And watch how your heart begins to shift and your perspective begins to shift on how you view yourself. But anyways, I, whenever I'm in the grocery store and and someone's walking by me, and they bump into me, or they almost bump into me, I say sorry. Like, what am I sorry for? I'm not sorry that you bumped into me um, a few weeks ago when I was getting my nails done. The lady cut my cuticle so bad, it started bleeding. And you know what? I said, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> what am I sorry about? I'm not sorry that whatever i it but but a lot of girls struggle with that and it's something that we are all slowly learning how to come out of because that has been something for so many years that has been expected for girls to be walked over and for us to just you know be in the pretty dress always be kind be like just don't speak up because you're a woman. No, who? That's another topic. Being a woman just has its different challenges than than being a man. And I know that men have different challenges than girls. Like that we're just created different, so we have different challenges. But man, it can be exhausting. And it's even more exhausting when you don't have that understanding and that full convincing in your heart that you don't have to live up to anyone's approval because God approves of you. And I did not always have that. Whenever people would come at me and question something that I did or someone was emotionally immature and came at me guns blazing in an argument of something that literally was pointless or anything like that, I used to let it work me up so much. And as the years have gone by and the more that I've had a deeper understanding of who God is and who he calls us to be in him and the things that he can do in our lives, it has given me this ability to just literally brush things off where it does not affect my heart. It doesn't affect my state of mind because I don't know, I view things with an eternal perspective and I have disciplined myself to live in a way where my focus is literally on God, where I... I'm always trying to talk to God. I'm always trying to make sure that I'm in alignment with his will. And doing that, it helps me be able to brush off stuff. Here's what I'm trying to say to you. God wants you to know today that you are approved by God. And that if you genuinely have a heart posture of wanting to be in alignment with the word of God, if you know that you are prioritizing Him at the center of your life, He wants you to know that no more do you ever have to defend yourself. No more do you have to take it to heart when somebody does you wrong, when somebody says something out of character to you. Whenever you might feel rejected, whenever you might feel looked over, whenever you might feel walked over, no more do you have to take it personally and think that something is wrong with you or something isn't enough about you because God is saying to you that you are already approved by me and you can live your life for an audience of one an audience of one of someone who is your biggest cheerleader who is your biggest fan God is cheering you on and that's a beautiful thing The next time you have a bad dating experience and the guy is just a jerk or something happens or whatever, don't take it personally. Don't get all wound up about it. Don't get all riled up about it. What you need to do is to start training your mind and training your heart to start saying, it's okay. I'm approved by the God who made me. I'm fine. The key to living a life that you were created for is understanding your position in Christ is understanding that you don't have to do it by yourself, is understanding when people do you wrong, when things happen that aren't okay, it gives you the eyes to view people and situations through the eyes of grace and mercy. Because not everybody is prioritizing God. Not everybody even believes that. Not everybody is living their lives To be renewed by the word of God, to be renewed by God. And so, therefore, some people are going to be wild and out sometimes. But with you knowing who you are, with you knowing the purpose of your life and the purpose of God and His kingdom, you can be the one to change atmospheres. You can be the one to set the new standards. You can be the one to bring peace in the middle of chaos. You can be the difference. You can become better and grow in Christ, and grow in God, and set an example for other people to live up to that. Real wisdom, God's wisdom, begins with a holy life and is characterized by getting along with others. It is gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings, not hot one day and cold the next, not two-faced. You can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoy its result only If you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and honor, how do you do that? A core value, a core value that Mark and I have in our lives is that we believe the best in people, no matter what. We believe the best until proven otherwise. Why? Because essentially that is what the Bible is telling you to do. When you don't have that perspective to always believe the best in people you are going to look like a fool sometimes when you don't have that perspective to believe the best in people you are going to be so easily offendable and being offendable is not a way to live <laughs> it keeps you from experiencing the fullness of god in your life being easily offendable it keeps you from growing as a person it keeps you from allowing people to speak into your life because you're getting offended by everything we believe the best until proven otherwise. and how are you proven otherwise? If something shady happens, if something comes up that we don't like or maybe it, it cracked open the door to a offense in our lives, instead of taking it for face value, what do we do? We pause. we don't act in our flesh. we don't act in selfishness or hastiness of popping off on somebody or popping off on each other or just anything like that. We pause. We wait for a little bit and we we evaluate the situation and then we'll ask questions to fill in the space for whatever we were heard about, for whatever we were confused about or offended about. We'll ask questions of, hey, what did you actually mean when you said this? Of Hey, can you elaborate on your heart behind doing this? Because more times than not, people communicate differently. First and foremost, they do. People are raised differently. People address conflict differently. But like we talked about in the beginning of James, how your tongue needs to be tamed. It says a bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. A small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain sets a course in the face of the strongest winds. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account. It can accomplish nearly anything or it can destroy it. And so in the face of conflict, in the face of chaos, you can actually be equipped and empowered to... Set calm that conversation by believing the best in somebody, regardless of what reputation, regardless of what has been said, what has been done. You believe the best. You go into it with a calm state of mind and you present questions to seek clarity because what is that real wisdom? Oh, real wisdom. It is gentle and reasonable. It's overflowing with mercy and blessings. Not hot one day, lifting your hands, worshiping God, and then popping off on somebody the next day. Not hot, not cold, not two-faced, not being nice to somebody in front of their face and then talking crap about them the moment they leave. No, 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 no. You can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoys results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and honor. How do you do that? It all starts back with, yes, prioritizing God, but then letting the word of God deep into your soul, letting it transform you, letting it change your heart, because you have the understanding of I am approved by the one who made me. And so one, if you're approved by the one who made you, you have the understanding that everyone is equal because God loves all people. He loves the pastor who's traveling around to all of these different countries speaking just as much as he loves the girl backing it up in the club. He does. He loves them both equal. Who? If you have pride, that will take it out of you real quick. God loves, who's a really famous pastor that most of us will know? Um, Let's say T.D. Jakes or Christine Kane. God loves them just as much as the girl in the club who's drunk, wasted, passed out, He loves them just as much as the one selling drugs on the street. God loves all of us equal. You want to talk about being humbled? The person that you love the least, the person that you cannot stand the most, guess what? God loves them just as much as he loves you. He does not love you more than them. My old pastor used to say, your ability to love God is contingent on the person you love the least because we bless God with our mouth, but then we curse the people with the same mouth. The same mouth that we use to bless our God is the same mouth we use to talk bad about other people. God's not on board with that. He is not. That's why it says real wisdom. Real wisdom is gentle, overflowing with mercy, not hot and cold, not two-faced, but it works to treat people with honor and dignity all the days of our lives. We believe the best in people until proven otherwise, because you are equipped and you are empowered to make that change in a world that is so full of chaos and a world that is so full of cancel culture and do this and do that. And whatever the case is, you are equipped and empowered to make the change of representing King Jesus well, of bringing in real wisdom to situations, of having that understanding that I am approved by the one who made me. Therefore, I don't have to take these things personal. I don't have to strive to be accepted. I don't have to strive to be seen. I don't have to strive and push my way forward to the front of the crowd to get where I'm supposed to go. Because if I'm in alignment with God's word for my life and his will for my life and his plan for my life, he's going to make it happen in due time. I don't have to do anything because I'm approved by him. All I got to focus on is making sure my life is reflecting the word of God and bringing real wisdom to people, believing the best in others and staying on my path on my race with my eyes focused on jesus throwing off anything that ought to hinder me so i can run my race well why because i am not striving for approval but i am living my life in the best way that i can because i am already approved and because god deserves it he deserves the glory he deserves the honor and he deserves for his people who know him to live their lives the best that they can pointing people towards him bringing real wisdom into chaotic situations. You get a hold of that truth in your life and watch how your perspective begins to shift. Watch how situations around you begin to shift. Watch how people notice a change in you and they're going to be like, what on earth is going on with you? And what do you get to say? You get to tell them you don't have to strive for this approval because you are approved by the God who made you. And the more of an understanding you have of that, you're not going to be one of those people who say, oh, well, then I can live in sin and do all this. No, 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 no. You are going to be convicted by, the Holy Spirit and convicted by the Word of God to know that if we are approved by the God who made us, then we ought to do everything in our power to live holy, to live righteous. So, for the purpose that we can represent Him well, because He is deserving of it and He is worth it and He will always be worth it. If you are enjoying these podcasts, but you just need a little bit of extra help or guidance, I have a few resources that I created just for you and I'll put the link in the show notes. But I do coaching calls one-on-one. Whatever topic you want to talk about, whatever thing you need to be addressed, we'll talk about it. So I have the option for you. And then my favorite thing that we do is our membership group where every day we're sending out a daily Bible reading plan. We're sending out worship playlists. We send out weekly devotionals, video devotionals from myself and from powerful, powerful, powerful women all across the world who are taking their time to share with you. And we do once a month video calls just to be able to get to know each other from all over the world. And it is super exciting. It's super fun and it's growing and I would love to have you be a part of it. Last thing, if you love this episode, go ahead and send it to somebody that you think would benefit from it. Share it on your socials and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I appreciate you being here. And if you need anything, you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. I will see you back here next Tuesday with a brand new episode. Have the best week. All right. Bye.